Welcome back to the Red River Report. I'm Michelle Karlenzig, and I'm here with Hyatt Abinshin, hey. my news news editor. Yeah. Thank you, Hyatt, for joining us today. That's me, the news editor. The new news editor. It's always super fun to say when I'm telling people about my new my new job. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. New news. Yeah, so uh, me and Hyatt are going to be tackling the Red River Report for the summer cycles. We've been recently proved to run the projector through the summer and uh, we're pretty excited about it it's the first time ever that the projector is doing this and it's really cool to to be a part of something that that's happening for the first time and to deliver some student news for the for the summertime and and michelle this is the first red river report that's being done over the summer yeah yeah as far as i know um, right on here we go let's maybe not write it in stone but uh, as far as i know nobody (laughs) Nobody's carried this through. So no, we're claiming pretty, it. We are we yeah. are the first. <laughs> yeah. We've got bragging rights. So what have you been up to recently, Hyatt? How's how's summer life treating you? Well, I mean, it's been good. Um, uh, all things considered, I, I'm really lucky to say that all of this isolation and as such has been pretty easy on me. Um, I think focusing on school for the last little bit uh, in the last uh, month or so allowed me to really thrive in, in, in school and do well. And then uh, in the last three weeks, because we handed in our last assignments about three weeks ago, I've been, uh, yeah, uh, taking care of myself and my house and my garden. And things are, things are really good and really happy to be writing for the projector. It gives me something a little bit extra to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, summer internships and, and jobs are kind of dwindling. There, there's some out there, but... Um, I know a lot of the ones I applied for got canceled. So right. just to have this, not not only for the income, it's it's more for the keeping up our skills, keeping up our our journalistic skills, and um, ha- again having something to do. Like exactly, it, it, it brings us together. It's cool talking to people, getting to know what's going on around the city because we're not seeing everybody as much. Mm-hmm. So that's it's super cool. Really cool of like the uh, the students' association to keep us on doing that, and uh, and I think it's just. Ultimately, like in a time like this where we're providing information to students and covering particularly student-related or Red River-related news, I think it's just, you know, that's just the right move. And I'm really, I'm really proud to be a part of it and happy that they've allowed us to do this. So it's pretty, Absolutely. Pretty, pretty fun stuff. So yeah, we, we kicked off our cycle um, last week. We, we kind of had some stories coming in over the weekend. And Hyatt wrote a story on the service industry, the food food service industry in Winnipeg, and and how students and and waitresses and and cooks are are dealing with that. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Hyatt? Well, um, obviously, what was it on around uh, the end of April, maybe beginning of May, the provincial government made an announcement that they were going to be easing. Uh, restrictions and on May fourth, um, the pa- patios were now allowed to be open, and you know immediately when that happened, I th- I'm I am a server. I know Michelle, you know that, but f- uh, I uh, I work at Cafe Twenty Two on Corda, and I've been a server pretty much since since I was eighteen, and uh, and and so I thought to myself like, well, I had very mixed feelings when this announcement was first made, and it's like, okay, like what does this mean for me? And I ultimately made the, when I talked to the owner of the restaurant, given that I have a, a managerial position there, I decided that it was, I was up for going back. And, but I, yet these, these kind of mixed feelings maintained. And I, and I thought to myself, well, I'm definitely not the only one that's having these mixed feelings. So I kind of put the word out there that I was looking to see how people were doing and how people were th- uh, thinking and feeling about going back to work, you know, when there hasn't 
necessarily, you know, vaccines have not been uh, made, but our situation here in Manitoba is exceptional compared to what's going on in the rest of the world. So I spoke to um, a, num- a couple students, one grad, um, uh, that was Zach Chizda, who graduated from the uh, Hospitality and Tourism Management Program. Mm-hmm. And uh, Zach had really interesting insight. I actually uh, met him a while ago when he was working at the Forks as a hospitality coordinator. And now he's, uh, well, he's laid off right now, but hoping to get back to work soon. And then I talked to Bailey Logan, who's a nursing student, and she works at Joey Keniston. So her insight was really interesting, um, just, you know, have, where she's preparing to go to this, um, um, into this field that is so intense right now, you know, like she's trying to get on the front line and be a healthcare worker, uh, but she, you know, she's got to pay her bills right now because she's not, she doesn't have uh, her certification and, uh, and she works at Joey and, you know, she, she explained to me that she was ultimately pretty satisfied and comfortable with the, um, the measures that Joey was taken uh, to make sure that it was safe there. So I thought that was really cool. And I also spoke to um, Misha Dector, who is a part owner at Magic Bird Fried Chicken. And he is, um, he's taking the best online. chicken in Winnipeg. Sorry, I just had to say that. What's One that? Of the best, some of the best fried chicken I've had in Winnipeg. Oh, but, yeah. But. Uh, yeah, they do it right. They know what they're doing over there. Yeah, so I had to give a little shout, shout out there. I tried it for the first time a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, right on. Uh, yeah and satisfied overall pretty satisfied i would get it spicier next time for sure and then probably some creamy sauce on the side but Mm -hmm. uh i gotta try the jap the japa dog i actually uh i ordered magic bird on my birthday last week um for that that was my my birthday dinner for a couple reasons i was i was thinking i want to i want to support local and i want to get something a little bit indulgent so i i hadn't ordered from them since this all happened and it would and it's been uh my partner and i we've been very um adamant about uh when we do order food we try to get it from a local place so we're supporting that um but we obviously are are eating out or ordering in has gone down over the last little bit but yeah so we did that and uh, i got the java bird and um he was so good. <laughs> There's a picture for anyone who doesn't know. You should head over to our uh, Facebook page, uh, our website, The Projector, and uh, check out Hyatt's story. It has a picture of the Japa dog. If you scroll down to the bottom, it's got a nice picture of the Japa dog there. It looks so good. It made my mouth water when I looked at it. And they're actually doing a really cool community initiative over there, where two dollars of each purchase goes to a community support fund that uh, raises money to buy food hampers for families in need right now. So, you know, the guys at Magic just, Bird doing their bit to pay it forward, I think, is pretty cool. So, shout out! Shout I love out to that. Magic Bird, what, what? <laughs> what, what? <laughs> I like that. No, that's yeah. awesome. Like, seeing that people are giving back. And I I have to make a comment about just the Winnipeg community, um, not just in food, but, you know, today I went to a private shopping experience at Out of the Blue on Osborne. Um, and, it, yeah, I booked it for Mother's Day for, for my mother-in-law nice. and, and my mom. And my mom went on a different day because she couldn't make it. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they 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 – they're not comfortable letting people in their store yet they're just not there um they're waiting a little bit longer um but they are closing it down for a maximum of two or three people at a time and and there's one employee in the store they have masks available there's hand sanitizer there they have the two fitting rooms uh not only is it is it cool to be there and kind of feel special because you're by yourself shopping but it it gives these 
small business owners a chance to to make some money and and find a medium a middle of the road when it comes to being closed not being able to have people in and some people don't like shopping online i don't like shopping online i like trying on clothes i need to try my clothes on so it was really cool to see that going on and she said that they were really busy like they were booked up from now until um mid-june that's private bookings so that made me so happy because i thought i wonder with clothing are people not wanting to buy clothes because they don't care because they're not going anywhere uh, they're not seeing many people. They don't need to dress up, but they said they're busy. So it made me really happy to hear. Well, change of the season, right? So people are looking to get uh, new things for summer. And also out of the blue is great because it's um, it's uh, like local. A lot of the stuff is sustainably made. It's high quality. Yeah. It's going to last you a long time. Um, oh, yeah. And so, yeah, I just I, – I, it's it's primarily uh, f- uh, uh, for female apparel there. Um, yeah. But when, when my girlfriend – goes i i love to go i love going in there and shopping so maybe it's we'll, got a cool vibe yeah maybe i'll have to book us a, a shopping appointment but you know what yeah. you know what that made me think michelle is um this way that we've all been encouraged to be so deliberate you know what i mean so like the fact that you have to book a shopping appointment you go in there and you have this certain amount of a lot of time to buy things that either you're really going to enjoy or that you really need you know and i just i think that that this has really caused people to be so a lot more mindful in just the way that they live their lives. And I think that that could be a really nice takeaway from all of this and just people being much more deliberate with their, their food choices, their consumption, their transportation, right? Like everything you have to be so thoughtful. And I, and, and and I think that that's not necessarily a bad thing. Obviously the limitations are, are frustrating, but you know, just I I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Taking the time to think about, what you really want and what's mm-hmm. most important, like yeah. just the consumerism in general. Like I, I, I today I bought things not just because I want or I needed them. You know, I needed some summer clothes, but because I wanted to support these ladies and I really wanted to like what I was buying, right. and I knew that I would like it there. And I didn't. Yeah. It wasn't just like I willy nilly went out shopping and spent a bunch of money. I really like. I knew that I was going. I knew that I was going for a couple of weeks, so I saved my money. Like I didn't go out and get as much food as I normally would. Right. Um, I, I think that that's important. And um, I'll go, I'll try to be going to these local shops as opposed to the mall as much as I can. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, and just when you're, when you're being that more thoughtful, you're just, you're, you're getting things that are going to be more meaningful to you and you're going to appreciate yes. the things that you actually, you know, put yourself out there and, or like, you know, the out of the blue scenario, right. You book a, you book an appointment, right. And you go and mm. you, and you're you're with someone and or were you alone today or I went with my mother-in-law okay, so right. um that was that was her mother's day present and nice. and she really enjoyed it and and it was just nice to talk with the the store owner and chit chat about clothing and yeah. home decor and and you could tell she she mentioned as well she's like when I found out we were doing this online booking I was so happy to come back to work not because of the money but because I it meant I get to talk about clothes again mm. and you could just see that it, it lit her, her her face just lit up when she was talking about clothes. Yeah. So I think you know food service, um, the food service industry. Obviously, most servers like conversing with other humans. Right. And yeah. <laughs> and 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 doing that stuff. You know, there's there's tips and there's money and all of that is important. But the connection is also important. And mm-hmm. um, so so there was an interesting uh, just to bring it back to your article, Hyatt. <laughs> okay. There was a, so we went on a little bit of a tangent. But we're coming back. 
um, there was a, a quote, there was a quote in your story that said, kind of touching on uh, how this will change things at restaurants and, and bars in Winnipeg and, and everywhere in the world, really. So if you could tell me a little bit about that. Um, yeah, so Zach Chizder, who I interviewed, um, as he, you know, I, I thought it would be interesting to talk to him about what he thought, what the, the food industry looks like, right? Like he's, he's been in the industry for 10 years and he, you know, he's got a diploma from, from, from Red River in hospitality and tourism management. So, um, I asked him and, and we addressed uh, in our interview, we were talking about uh, Segovia closing. And, and I knew that as the, you know, the foodie that he is, that that would have kind of struck a chord with him. So I just said, Hey, like, what do you, what do you think about this, uh, about Segovia closing? And, and we just, we, we, we discussed how, uh, how emblematic this was. And from what I understand is Segovia was kind of in the works of, uh, selling anyway. And this just sped along the process, but, um, yeah, you know, just all these restaurants. I've I've heard things like projections of one third of restaurants are expected to close, which is just like tragic, right? Not only for people's livelihoods, but just in terms of like food diversity, <laughs> and yeah. uh, and and in like you know how a lot of a lot of the interesting food places here in Winnipeg are um, are run by uh, people that have immigrated here and and have brought their. Um, uh, their culture, a little bit of bit of their culture here, and are sharing it with us. But you know, these restaurants, these hole in the wall run run by new Canadian restaurants, are not you know making a ton of money. <laughs> so this this could have a major impact on the how much interesting food we have. And so Zach said, I he you know he said I truthfully don't think the industry will ever be the same. And he is not the first person I've heard say that around a number of industries, right? Like this is it's just such a, a volatile time of change um, yes. that is affecting everything. And But especially, I think, in terms of businesses that are often just making ends meet, uh, this is definitely a major obstacle and a, an insurmountable obstacle for a lot of restaurants, tragically. Well, and, and restaurants, if I'm not wrong, I mean, I didn't, I haven't done a lot of books for restaurants or, or any admin, but just from being around the industry, it's my understanding that their expenses are very high and that. Well, so the thing is, is, is so a lot of restaurants are paying rent for one thing um, and they don't necessarily own the space that they're in. And then on top of that, uh, realist, like, you know, there's a markup of about usually about um, 50 to a hundred percent on food. So, but that, and that sounds like it might be a lot, but it's not really when you factor in rent and uh, heating or cooling or, and then staffing. And the thing is, is, is you order a burger, there's probably three staff that had something, three, four staff that had something to do with that burger getting to you. Right. So, you know, profit margin, if it's, if it's, let's even say it's a hundred percent on a $15 burger, that's seven fifty. which is not like, not, not a ton of money. So like these yeah, it's it's tough, and it's and it's very much like uh, uh, month to month uh, for a lot of restaurants that don't own their own um, own the building that they're in. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was that was a killer story. Hyatt did a great job, oh, and yeah. everybody go check it out. Hit the projector.ca, and um, yeah, yeah. Check check that one out. And I had a lot of fun go- doing it. Yeah. yeah, had some really really interesting people to talk to, and so. 
yeah, they were uh, they were really really helpful and really insightful as well. So awesome, yeah. yeah. So we had a uh, we had another uh, story go out about uh, the Gimli Film Festival. So uh, Nicole Brownlee, Nicole is our arts and culture beat reporter. Yeah, she is awesome, and yeah, so she interviewed some people from Gimli Film Festival, which uh, is going online. Um, they are. Uh, it'll be July 22nd to 26th and uh, they're releasing the films this evening on their uh, on their live stream so definitely check that out Um, you can head to their Instagram or their Facebook page Um, I think that's super cool that they're able to make it work right Uh, with films you can go online there's just so much that's canceled this summer there's so many canceled things and it's just when I saw that they were doing that when when Nicole and Danny decided that they would they would go through with that story. I was just so happy because there's something that's not canceled in in, in Manitoba for summer. Yeah. I mean uh, the, that that um, adaptive uh, move by anything that can find an alternative way of giving uh, entertainment content information to people right now is I just I commend them to the utmost. You know, it's 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 extra work. They got to change everything. They probably are only going to do it this year and not next year. So it's not even like you're institute. You can institute um, like a new practice. It's literally we we just got to get people their their stuff. <laughs> and, yeah. and I love that these there are these local places doing that. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, did you hear about the um, uh, the discussions about uh, drive-in concerts? Musicians are. Are now making this is something that I just came across yesterday. Um, oh. are, are, uh, I know that July Talk was one of the like forefront Canadian artists in the art, oh. the brief article that I read um, about uh, moving to drive-in performances to get like and and I love the the quote uh, or like uh, the write, the writing. It was something like July Talk is is one of the one Canadian artist that is pushing to reclaim the summer. And I was like, oh, it just kind of gave me tingles a little bit when I read that. I was like. I love that yeah. reclaiming summer. That's yeah. That's that's awesome. But then I saw today um, a guy that I know who play he plays in the city with um, Attica Riots and Bull Rider and a few other bands. Um, Bobby Desjardins. He was he put a thing on uh, on social media talking about how it just that wasn't really what he. That's not what he wants to do. You know, like he want it like he appreciates the efforts, but it's just, it's it, to him. It seemed like he was saying it was an inadequate uh, supplement for a real show, but I would totally go. I would absolutely go to, to a drive-in concert. I feel so deprived of live music right now. And I, I, I would no, no doubt in my mind, I would pay to go see it. I would pay music. double to go see a concert. <laughs> like I would honestly, I would pay. Yeah like big names at the MTS enterprises to go watch some, you know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I, I, I'm all for that. Um, so what's, what could you, do you know a little bit more about what's going on with July talk and what's, you know, it, it was very preliminary and I think, uh, and, and I don't know much more about that. Um, yeah, no, I could, I, I couldn't really tell you, but when I do Google July talk, it auto corrects to July talk drive in concert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. So, what do we got? So, must be getting some. There must be lots of momentum online then. So, July talk live at a drive-in, August twelfth and thirteenth, twenty twenty. So, I don't know where they're playing. Drive-in theater location to be revealed on sale. 
uh, more info at July talk. Yeah. So they, they haven't announced where it's going to be, but they're, they're doing it. <laughs> they, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I went, I, like, where are they? From? I think they're from Toronto. Hey, I was going to say, it's probably going to be in Ontario. Yeah. So uh, drive in theater outside of Toronto. Should we go, Michelle? Should we get in a car and go to Toronto? That brings me to a story that my fiance told me yesterday. He's got a buddy who's he's he's a crazy dude, and him and his his other buddy they when they get together they're just they're they've got some really interesting stories in it. Anyway, he lives in Toronto. He works for Skip the Dishes, um, and he's working from home, and he's going to be working from home for a while he's able to do that uh mm-hmm. he, br- he brings on new accounts new restaurants so completely virtual webex's everything everything is set up he he doesn't plan to go in for a while so he's sitting there in toronto and and then my fiance's other buddy nick is is here in winnipeg and he's like what are you doing in toronto come home like why can't you not be here if you can work and you can do everything from home and he starts really like getting convincing and, and he's like, all right, I'm going to come. Half an hour later, he was on the, they were on FaceTime. Half an hour later, he gets into his car and he's on the road and he drove all the way from Toronto to Winnipeg straight with stopping. He stopped and slept. He drove until six in the morning the next day, stopped and slept for like two hours, got up and drove the rest of the way back wow. to Winnipeg. It's like a 25 hour drive. I'm pretty sure. Like if you were, if you he, did it straight. Yeah. He, I think he, I think he did it in just under thirty. That's that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, hilarious. And I, I'm not surprised in the slightest. This is the kind of guy that he is. But I just thought that was awesome. He just was. He was craving to get back to Winnipeg. Winnipeg's a lot more open, I guess. In Toronto, right. things are yeah. a lot different. I know They're, a couple it, people it, that are here from Toronto that like have like their families are here, but they typically live in Toronto. But they're here because yeah. it's just it's a little bit more normal than than, yeah. <laughs> than over there. Population yeah, density, right. though, it makes sense. Absolutely. I'm, speaking of road trips, so I am the worst. Uh, well, you know what? I'm good for one thing on road trips, and that's potentially like playing games or chatting. But I don't have a driver's license, so I can't. I can't split driving duties unless. Well, you know, right. Well, no. Right. Unless, no, unless no, no, no breaking no. the law. <laughs> no breaking the law. Um, I, I haven't done that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah uh, it's road trips are fun and. That's that's other things that were just that that were canceled. Yeah, um, well, you know, we've got parks and stuff are opening up here, and and uh, yeah. we've actually uh, booked um, campsites in June, July, and August now, and for for uh, so just to kind of get those in stone and have these things to do. But like that's that's what I, that's what I got to look forward to this summer pretty much. Is going. camping's great, but it's like usually there's so much more in Winnipeg, right? Absolutely. Um, I think, I think one thing that's, that's got me kind of not worrying about, uh, about the upcoming fall too much is just that there's, there's summer and that we get to go outside and there's so many cool things to do outside. And, um, and it's a little bit nice to know that now that this is kind of lifting and things are going back to normal, we can be outside. Imagine if this was winter, we'd be losing our minds. Well, you know, um, this very well could go into winter, right? Yeah, like we got the email sure. that email today. We haven't even talked about that. Um, it was just it was just about to bring that up. I was gonna say, did you see the news release? Yeah. So we, um, 
Red River College uh, yeah, released Con- a news release. Yeah, so Connor morning. Lloyd, I think I think everybody would have gotten that. Hey, so yeah. it was just a direct yeah. email for, of, with uh, the news release. So it looks like we're gonna be like in, in online remote classes. Hey, yeah. Unless yeah. barring, because it says in here that they're like preparing to potentially pivot, given um, uh, to like the regular course delivery or a, or similar to regular course delivery if things are lifted. But it's definitely the language feels like it's um, it's going to be on, like online uh, our courses for fall. Yeah, it really does, um, and. I'm not gonna lie. I'm 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 quite crushed. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty I'm pretty crushed about it. Um, I get that they want to keep us safe. Um, I get that that decisions need to be made. Uh, plans need to be implemented. Curriculums need to be rejigged. Uh, however, going into my last year of a program that is quite defining for your career like that second year and how that plays through I'm I'm nervous you know I'm I'm super scared and I'm super nervous to to take it on right. I know that I can do it I know that I have the potential to do anything if 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 my program has taught me one thing um but it's it's these these programs are so hands-on everything and I think about ours is super hands-on but you know what's more hands-on like mechanics yeah uh paramedicine <clears throat> i just what is that gonna look like for them yeah i i well that's that's something we're gonna everybody. have to try i i think that we uh as uh, i i i think we should take it upon us to figure that out over this summer and try and like because i yeah. you know it's an interesting thing right try to try to understand what these hands-on programs like we can do like you know in journalism for example we can do interviews and stuff like we can't necessarily get intimate videography and things but we could there's there's a significant portion of our stuff that we can do remotely absolutely but i don't know like like you know in terms of clinical with nursing and and paramedicine in terms of like uh practicum I, like who knows but in, just in yeah. terms of i, I was because I'm, I'm just looking at the um their news release here and just re- pertaining to your comments about being nervous uh around like where you expected to be in class but not there's just an interesting quote here and i don't know i don't know if it'll offer you any um any comfort, but it's from Eileen uh, uh, Naiduk. I'm not sure how to pronounce that, to be honest. Uh, she's our acting vice president in the academics. Uh, she said, quote, online learning will help prepare our graduates for a new age of disruption by providing them the tools they will need to succeed in industry and workplaces that are undergoing a digital transformation. So, you know, similarly to, uh, like, I, I feel like uh, uh, some of the talking I've heard around this is that this might just encourage like encourage something that was going to happen anyway right like the uh the move to remote work i I think is it's well it saves businesses money right like they don't have to have a brick and mortar store or building and and they can you know have the same if not more employees right so absolutely you know and it but it's just for me personally that's not how how i want to be you know i respect people that are cool with working from home I actually admire them because I'm not good at it. <laughs> no. But um, I think that, you know, and for me, unfortunately, we're making that move. Obviously, it, it's it's good in, for some reasons, but yeah, I don't know. That personal connection. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's that human 
and the other thing is, is, is how much development you really make. Like in, I was actually listening to a podcast the other day about uh, about like these schools going online and um, and how much of education is actually like in between classes, you know, and or in that spare period where you're sitting with your classmates and talking about um, what you've learned or talking about your your coursework. Um, Absolutely, and, and and the way that that solidifies the information in your in your mind more than just you know a lecture, right? And so, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's that bouncing off. It, it's like that. Yeah, it's that period of time after class, in between class, downtime when you're you're bouncing ideas off people. Exactly. You're you're, you're chit chatting. You're, those those are some of you're right. Like, there's got to be studies that show that those times are just as important as in class. Well, in the podcast that I was listening to, and these are two pretty like uh, like established intellects, Yuval Noah Harari and Sam Harris were talking, um, and they were saying that well, Yuval Noah Harari, who's um, like written three books in the last, uh, like super influential nonfiction writer right now, um, but uh, he said he claimed that uh, more learning is done in between classes than in, wow. in classes. Yeah. And he, and he was actually using that. Harvard as an example. <laughs> and, uh, so I, just, I thought that was really interesting where this guy, and he said, well, I don't mean to discredit Harvard, but uh, and he said, well, you, you kind of did. <laughs> Man. Yeah. yeah, you essentially discredited Harvard yeah. University. Yeah. Um, yeah, and that's just speaking as far as the college goes, we're a hands-on place. We're, that's what we're known for. We're well, yeah, that's what RSU prides itself, yeah. Yeah. And, and so to me, I'm sorry, I, I went to uni, I could have done, I could have done everything remotely. And, and maybe that wouldn't have been the best for me, but in terms of the content and, and what I was learning, right? I, I, I don't think they're going to have as hard of a time adjusting as we will. Um, and I say, we is right. all a red river. Yeah. I just, you know, you, when U of M went online, I said, well, I feel like that's an easy that's for the most part, unless you're in a faculty, like if you're in nursing or something, or you're in a practicum of some sort, I don't see that being that much of an issue. They're sitting in a massive room and lectures anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, things like, you know, attendance is so much more important at Red River and things are so condensed, right? If you miss a day, then uh, like it's a big deal, right? Like there's so like everything's so condensed in the program in, in all programs uh, at Red River so that people can get working in the fields that, you know, it's a little bit different than if you, you know, well, a lot of people don't even go to their university classes, right? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, like, I don't mean to say that Red River is like, I'm not, you know, discounting anything that goes on at the universities here in, in Winnipeg, but I, you're right. Uh, where it, it is, it's different for college. Uh, you know, it's just, it's a different structure and uh, this, this alternative method of learning, I think is going to have definitely a negative impact. It makes me sad. It does. Yeah. Yeah. We, we love this. We love our program so much. And I know other people love their programs and, and they're proud to be in them and they're proud to be at school and it's exciting to be at school. I went to the college the other day to, to meet with uh, one of the student student association members and, and check out one of our offices. And it was so heartbreaking to be there and know that like, you know, just this, I don't know. It'd be like going back to your high school or something. And, and I, I just like would go walking past our classrooms and these empty abandoned halls. It was just, it was so cryptic and 
it's also sad and um i just i really can't wait to go back and i hope that i hope we get to go back in the fall so yeah uh, don't hold your breath here's, no I'm, I'm not holding my breath but there's always part of me that's that's got this optimistic Absolutely, that i'm optimistic yeah. that we can at least be back there in october or or, or whatever um yeah and uh yeah we'll we'll see what happens but uh we're we plan on keeping you guys informed as much as we can um we want to keep the students in tune we keep people constantly updating uh updating you guys as much as we can and if you guys again have any story ideas or want your voice to be heard please do not hesitate to to let us know and send us uh send us an email on our our projector website well guys that's all we've got for the red river report today that's hyatt and i'm michelle and we'll be back with a new red river report very soon